Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is part two of my top six building tools uh, episodes. Yesterday, we talked about measuring tools and drills. And today, I want to talk about one thing that's kind of counterintuitive, I think. I mean, if you're a, an experienced carpenter or even a very experienced steelworker, welder, etc., then you know how important clamps are. But the novice builder might be surprised just how much time and effort good clamps can save you. It's really incredible. I, I actually, because I grew up in a in a house with kind of a subpar set of tools. I mean, we had tools around, but I did a lot of figuring things out on my own. And, and yeah, my family, you know, worked in building and stuff, but uh, I was, I was left to figure things out on my own a lot. And when I later in life really started getting into using clamps to build things, man, it changed everything. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of having really good clamps. Now there are several types of clamps. There's spring clamps and then there's bar clamps and there's C clamps and a variety of others. But those three, uh, I would say spring clamp, bar clamp, C clamp are the, the ones that we'll be using most for any given building project in, in the camper van. Now a spring clamp is great. Keep a couple of those in your, in your tool belt or apron or very nearby while you're assembling things or mocking up you can just throw a spring clamp on two lighter pieces of wood or metal and it'll stay in place that might be long enough to drill a hole it might be long enough just to get a measurement or get a feel for where something is especially during mock-up so yeah spring clamps are great and and a great time saver and they're they're relatively cheap i don't recommend the harbor freight spring clamps for two reasons. One, the springs aren't very strong uh, on their spring clamps. And two, the rubber feet on the tips, which are important, tend to fall off. And I've actually bought them and then gone, well, I'll just glue the, the rubber on. And then, you know, it still slides off and then it's fallen down. So, you know, it's, they're just a waste of money, even though they're cheap. You can get a medium sized spring clamp there for 99 cents sometimes, but I think you're better off spending $2.99 at Home Depot or Lowe's or or another uh, hardware store or uh, home improvement store for a clamp with a stronger spring and good good rubber protection that that won't pop off, slide off, and then mar up your your stuff, uh, your your fancy wood or your your nice aluminum, you know, eighty twenty or something. So yeah, and then you know I left a, a type of clamp out that I want to talk about real quick, and that is the ratchet clamps that are now available, I would put them ahead of C clamps because you can use, and, and if you're not sure what this is, it's it's just a clamp that when you close it, it it ratchets, click, 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 click. And then uh, you, you can squeeze it very tight to hold two things together. And then you have to kind of release it to let it go. And it's kind of like there, you know, we start with, with the spring clamp, which is the lowest level and quickest, easiest level of clamping. It's also the least stable. This next level would be a ratchet clamp or a quick clamp, which uh, is the next, you can only get them so tight, right? And, and I've even broken them because I have pretty strong hands. So trying to really, really stomp down on it and it just didn't serve the purpose that I needed it to. So then I had to move to a C clamp. And that's why you also need C clamps because a C clamp 
you can really crank down on something. You can clamp two pieces of steel or aluminum or wood together and they and if you know if you put two clamps on something it's not going anywhere and you can drill holes and and move it around and um, it makes for a very stable connection while you work on something. So yeah, C clamps and then bar clamps are for covering greater distances and you know it I, I think bar clamps for the most part you won't need unless you're doing a bunch of kind of higher end woodworking where you need to do some lamination of of boards on edge and you'll know when you need them especially as you get comfortable and uh, adapt it using clamps you'll go wow I wish I had you know I've got two pieces that that I need to cover 18 or 20 inches of distance in order to to clamp these together that's when you'll know that you need to go pick up a couple of bar clamps and in fact unless you're going to do some high-end woodworking I would suggest just don't get bar clamps until you need them um, or unless you're sure you need them for some specific project so so yeah that's it for for clamps for now Taking a brief break from the show to let you know that you can get an extra weekly podcast episode plus the informative Vansage Campervan newsletter delivered straight to your inbox every Sunday evening. It only takes a few seconds. Just pause this show and click the link in the description in your podcast player to go to vansage.com to get signed up. Okay, back to the show. My next suggestion for top six building tools, part two, so this would be item number four, is skill saw. Now, skill saws, this gets a bit complicated because there are are a variety of types. Uh, One of the most common types of skill saw is the worm drive, and this is a very powerful uh, saw that's used in framing houses. They're very heavy, but they cut really fast and really accurately if you know what you're doing. People who frame houses, that's a that's a very, I'll call it a high-level skill that requires years of experience and to really use, you know, that kind of saw. We, we really don't need it for the most part in building vans. Now, if you're a framer and you want to throw together a bunch of, of wood framing in your van very quickly, and accurately go for it, you know, grab your worm drive and, and cut two by fours. And a worm drive saw is also nice for cutting long distances, you know, down a sheet of plywood because it's a, again, it's a big heavy saw. And so it's going to track very accurately over a great distance. If you need to split an eight, eight foot sheet of plywood down the middle or trim off an inch off one side over eight feet, that's a great saw to use. You can get uh, the next smaller uh, skill saw, uh, circular saw, okay, is the is the the generic term. Skill is a brand, so so keep that in mind when you're searching for for your saws. You can you can get a a eight or ten inch blade circular saw that isn't a worm drive. That's a bit lighter and and still has some of those advantages of being more powerful for larger cuts. I am not convinced even that that is necessary. I think that one of the medium or uh, larger size finish. Uh, circular saws is probably plenty, and if you're only going to buy one circular saw, look at finish saws. Uh, they're smaller; they have smaller blades. You can get most of your cutting done with it. And I'll be talking about another saw tomorrow that will that will serve most of your other cutting needs that would eliminate the need for a bigger circular saw. Cordless or 
corded in a circular saw. If you're, again, if you're going to be doing a lot of carpentry, then, you know, you'll save money and it's less hassle, in my opinion, to have a circular saw with a cord. I, I have no problem with using a circular saw that plugs in. It would be nice, I suppose, to have a whole set of cordless uh, cutting tools, you know, wood cutting tools. But um, yeah, I mean, go for it if, if that works for you for you and you can afford a decent one. Just don't get a very cheap cordless circular saw. It's going to be weak. The battery's going to go quickly. It's not going to be accurate. So that's an issue. They're a bit more expensive. And they also are not as powerful as 110 or 240 volt corded, you know, uh, AC powered uh, circular saw. So there's that. And then there's blades. Now, of course, you'll want a uh, general purpose construction or framing blade. And then also you'll want some precision or trim blades with greater number of teeth and narrower kerf. When you make a cut with a saw, the width of the cut is called the kerf, K-E-R-F. So yeah, it's good to have at least two different types of blades, one uh, precision trim blade and one general framing uh, construction blade. And the the general blades are very cheap. Um, you can get one for under ten dollars, uh, and then and don't spend more than that for an all purpose blade. You know, if if you're going to be doing a lot of very precision woodworking and you're going to be doing it with your trim saw, your circular saw, then then go ahead and spend extra money and get the the very good blades such as the Dewalt. You know, if if you're not a a super high end carpenter, you can you can get higher tooth number saws, which is, that's one of the markers of a, of a good trim saw is the, the number of teeth, uh, 20 bucks to 20 to $30 is, is plenty to spend on a trim saw blade. Another saw that comes to mind is, is the chop saw, which I won't talk about now, but just keep in mind that there are certain cuts that are just infinitely easier with a chop saw than they are with, with a skill saw. Nonetheless, I'm not going to put the chop saw in my top six suggestions for saws, uh, just because they're less versatile. They have you have to carry something to a table. You can't cut a piece of plywood, for example, with a chop saw. And so you can get very good at cutting very straight lines with with a trim circular saw. And so I I, I would put that above chop saw in terms of necessary tools. So just keep that in mind. And I don't know, maybe you disagree with me. Shoot me an email at podcast at vansage.com and we'll hash it out. <laughs> no, I'd love to hear your your thoughts and opinions on that. So anyway, that is it for episode two of the top six building tools tomorrow. I've got two more for you and then we'll wrap up this series and we'll move on to, to some lifestyle stuff. Once again, if you're hearing this, it's because you're not getting the premium feed. Head over to Vansage.com and enter your email address for exclusive access to free, valuable stuff. So, what do you get? This is a daily podcast, but we only release six episodes on this public feed each week. Episode 7 is only for premium members. When you sign up at Vansage.com, not only do you get early access to the Campervan podcast episodes, you also get episode 7. Each week, I'll send you a link to download in advance all seven episodes for that week. 
Also, you get the VanSage.com newsletter that includes exclusive articles and links to awesome van life stuff not available on the site or the podcast. I won't spam you or sell your email address. That would be ridiculous. I value your trust and promise not to abuse it. Again, all this is free, so head to VanSage.com and enter your email address. Don't miss out on the valuable, free, exclusive extras. Okay, I have a favor to ask you. Please help get the word out. Nothing beats word of mouth, and the best way to achieve that in the modern era is to share the link to the Camper Van Podcast on social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, your blog, YouTube channel, or other platforms. You can also send it old school style via email or even text message. Also, iTunes reviews are much appreciated. If you feel compelled to head over to iTunes and give us five stars, that would be wonderful. Okay, thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you on the road. I've got the blue bunny so-and-so, and it's all got the blue bunny me. Morning. It's my heart full of been crying.